Hello, 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 and welcome again to my podcast, Every Day I Grow. My name is Carol Andrews, and welcome. Like I keep telling you, I never get tired of hearing that song. I really should play more songs from her album, but that is really my favorite on the album, so that's why I play it. The link to the song for Spotify is in my description, so go ahead, grab a listen. Also, I keep not saying this, but make sure you subscribe to my podcast so you can know when I release new podcasts. So I seem to have been going this direction and that's inviting guests who can help us grow. We all know we're about growing and there are different ways in which we grow. One of the ways that we need to work on is our health and wellness. We neglect our health and wellness. I know I've been guilty of that. And then, yeah, you get older and you put on a few pounds here and there. We won't say (laughs) where. And then you try to figure out how to lose it. I've tried it. I've tried, well, not a very full diet thing because I really do love food. So I've tried diets. I've tried going on the treadmill. My husband and I bought a couple of treadmills and we've sold a couple of treadmills that we bought that was uh, used for holding our clothes. (laughs) And so I knew that I needed help. And so I had to reach out to get help on my fitness journey. And just like we need help with anything, we go to Google. We Google stuff. We need to know how much something weighs, where something is. We want to get a review on something before we buy it or a movie even. And so what I did is I knew that I needed help. And so you're smart. You find the best in the business and have them help you. I don't know anything about fitness. I don't know anything about muscles. I really don't know anything about dieting either. So I reached out and there she was, Miss Cynthia Croissant. I do like her name. Sounds better like I'm speaking French. And I reached out to her and actually we met, we talked and I was like, I like her. She wasn't your typical fitness coach. I mean, she wasn't thing. Get down and give me 10 with the push-ups of things. She's a very gentle, warm spirit, like a sister, like somebody you've known for a long time, just gently coaching you along. So I invited her to come here to be my guest on this podcast. So welcome, Cynthia. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. All right. So Cynthia, let's start with the basics. And so, you know, if you are in Houston or even if you're not in Houston, because Cynthia also does virtual training. So even if you're not in Houston, you could be in Jamaica, you could be wherever in the world you want to be. Just hit my friend Cynthia up. I will drop her information in the description so you can hit Cynthia up and she can help you. So Cynthia, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I actually have a degree in geography. I was teaching geography. My mother passed away at a pretty young age, but I saw the health choices that she was making and I could see that I was following some of those patterns myself. And I decided that I was going to make different choices. So I became very into going to the gym and cleaning up my diet and learning as much as I could just to make sure that I was doing everything that I could to help myself not have the same issues that she had. 
And uh, I also wanted to stay home with my kids. Like I thought, you know, maybe we don't have as much time as we thought we did. So I wanted to be sure to stay home with my kids. So I had some time to go to the gym. They had babysitting at the gym. So I was like, yeah, let's go to the gym. Um, And people started to see the changes that I was making. Part of what my mother had was thinning bones. And I was diagnosed with a little bit of that. So I decided I was going to lift heavier. I was going to go to that scary part of the gym with the free weights and the big sweaty guys. Yeah. So I learned about it and I started to implement a program and lifting heavier and learning how to do all of that. You know, you go to the gym at the same time, you see the same people. People were like, so what are you doing? This is different for you. You you look good. I can tell you're more confident in this. And how can I do that? And I thought, you know, I've learned a lot. Maybe I could help other people too, especially people who are a little bit more hesitant to go to that free weights area, especially as a middle-aged lady who doesn't have a lifting background who wants to get into the lifting and the fitness for more health reasons than aesthetic. And I thought there aren't a lot of options out there if that's more of your focus. So I want I to be a voice for that. So I started my own business, like helping people. I like helping people work out. It's been a little bit of a journey on the business side of things as well, but it's nice. I feel like I, I am getting this idea out there that middle-aged ladies can lift heavy. You can make these changes. Even if you're not 20 years old, there is always something you can do to be better for yourself, not for you know finding somebody. You're not doing this for aesthetic reasons. It's for yourself, for your own confidence, and for your own health. Right. And you are so right because I go in the gym and I look over there at those guys. You've been to the gym. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Those guys that look like Johnny Bravo, those muscles, and they're over there lifting all these weights and like, look at me. It's intimidating to go over there and I'm picking up my little five pound weight. You just feel like they're going to look at me. They're going to judge me. They don't want me here. There's a lot that can, can come up in your head. Yeah, I get it. Yes. And I remember saying to you that I didn't go to a particular gym because all I see is these Young ladies in their Lulu mom <laughs> cutesy outfits. They don't look like they need to go to the gym. And I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. Feeling intimidated. So yes, yes, yes. And, you know, when she says middle age, guys, she doesn't mean 60. Not what she means. Let me say that because I'm going to tell you once we get to the 4-0, a lot changes. And then we go up the 5-0, a lot more changes. So yes, we do need to exercise and we do need to strengthen our core. One of the things I found with Cynthia is I thought, okay, so she's going to teach me how to lift weights and do all that kind of thing. But instead, she started me off with strengthening my core, which helped me a lot with my back because I do have back issues. And that helped me a lot with my back. And then I had to go to physical therapy for something and they were giving me an exercise. And I'm like, wait a minute. Cynthia makes me do this. (laughs) So they've become a part of my routine. So tell me, how do we start? And, And I'm specifically talking about females right now because we tend to forget. We have periods. So we lose that blood every month. We start losing muscle mass, all of that things. I'm fresh. I'm new. How do I start? 
Right. Yeah. Women have all these hormone issues. All kinds of things can just whack everything out. And the guys don't have to deal with half of that. So <laughs> like, a little bit unfair, but <laughs> it, there's definitely stuff we can do. So my first uh, suggestion would be to give yourself some grace. Like maybe you had been an athlete in college or high school and now you look at yourself and you're like, well, what's the point? Because I can't do what I used to do anyway. Right. You know, I, you know, I can't do anything. Like, well, maybe it doesn't look the same as it used to look or what you think it should look like. And that's okay. Give yourself some grace. You can start wherever you're at and that is okay. I did have one teenage client one time and her mother hired me because she was just so afraid to even start and she, because she didn't look she didn't look like your typical woman who goes to the gym she was ashamed of her body she even when we worked out she just wanted to hide out in a corner where nobody could see her and if that's you you know there's, there's nothing wrong with feeling that way but you don't have to and if you were to go to the gym i know those big guys are intimidating but honestly what I have found is that people are so encouraging and they're just happy. They want to celebrate with you that you're doing it. Like the more serious the exercises are, the more they are happy to support you. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about where you're at. Just think about like what would be the next step, the next thing to do. Maybe it's that you're going to take a walk. Maybe you're going to get 3,000 steps in your day and that's your goal and get to move it in the right direction. Great. Maybe you're already walking. Maybe it's more like 5,000 steps a day. Or maybe it's that you're going to go to the gym and jog on the treadmill. Or maybe it is starting to lift weights. There are a lot of resources out there that you could watch, uh, videos, <laughs> ideas. I would um, encourage people to make sure you kind of know what you're doing if you're starting out with weights. There are group classes you can start with. You could hire a coach. Whatever the next step is, wherever you're at is great. Just think of what's that next step. You know, what's the next thing? The next thing is walking into the freeways area. Okay, I got there. I got to the gym. I went in the freeways area. I watched a video about what to do or, you know, you you contacted a coach. They talked a little bit about what to do. Um, so just what's the next thing to do? Just one step at a time. Don't worry about like what's at the top of the letter. You no, know, just what's the next rung? So that would be my my best suggestion. I was a single mom and I know finances were tight and I couldn't afford a gym membership, right? What about for those of us who are at home, we can't afford a gym membership. I know that when um, like COVID came around, you were still working and you were still helping people. How can we get into this fitness thing? You know, I did work for over a while in various different gyms, big box gyms, boutique gyms. And then COVID happened, everything shut down. So I was starting to train all my clients doing some classes online where people would just zoom in and, and do it together. And what I found was it worked okay. And people like that because they don't have to have the gym membership and they don't have to drive there. So that cuts out like a half hour. And if you wanted to work out in your pajamas, I don't care. That's perfectly cool. But um, yeah, you can definitely get a good workout in at home, especially with kettlebells. I mean, that's what I do. Honestly, I have not had a gym membership since COVID. I'm just going to use my kettlebells and my other equipment that I have, little things that fit in my house here. And there's plenty of stuff you can do. So if you don't have a gym membership, no worries. Plenty of things you can do. 
you know, you don't even really need a lot of equipment, just a mat. Kettlebell is great because they call it like a gym you can hold in your hand because you can do tons of different things. And when you outgrow holding it the regular way, you can just hold it upside down and you can do a whole bunch of other things. And you can buy them used kettlebell. <laughs> you find it on Facebook Marketplace. Those are perfectly cool. They, it's really hard to break. So it might even be a little bit scratched up. It is perfectly fine. Because I've, I've been looking for kettlebells and I walk into the stores and I see the kettlebells. But when I feel them, they're uncomfortable and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to get them. So I'm glad you suggested going to Facebook Marketplace to get one. I will admit I am a kettlebell snob because kettlebells are my thing. But I have to tell you that it does, you might be like, why is this kettlebell like $80? It's just a little piece of metal. Um, but it does matter because the handle can be a little bit bumpy. If it yeah. has a little ridge on it, it'll, it acts like a cheese grater on your skin. So it can be really uncomfortable. And sometimes you'll get a kettlebell that has kind of a flat surface where they put the like 20 pounds or whatever. The flat surface makes this little ridge and that ridge can hit into your so the reason why expensive kettlebells are so expensive is because they have more craftsmanship to it to make it a little bit more comfortable so that it's easier to use so <laughs> watch out don't get this super cheapy kettlebells because they'll hurt you so where would you suggest that i start i'm, I'm really asking for me you know i i have found kettlebells on facebook marketplace there are a couple brands that are good so if you find a used one of these brands Dragondor is super high-end. You know, we can go down a rabbit hole of all this, but there's like the <laughs> Russian version of the, the kettlebells. They're, they're cast iron black ones. Then they have competition style that are more, they look kind of like a balloon. They're like bigger and they tend to be more like steel. Either one can work. I just, I am certified in the Russian kettlebells. And so that's what I would suggest. But the good brands for Russian kettlebells, those cast iron ones, the black ones that look a lot like cannonballs, Dragondor is good. Rogue. You want to look for one that talks about like single piece so that the handle isn't funky on it. Yeah, I can get you a list. Then then your your listeners can can have it. You know, I don't have an affiliation. I don't get money from people. I just know that I've used them and, and they, they're good. Yeah, so you could give me a list and I can drop it in the description because I have been looking for kettlebells because you know what time I like to exercise crazy early. And my husband doesn't like me going by myself at that yeah. time of the morning. And I was like, you know what? I already have the app. By the way, she does have an app. Let me tell you something. She has an app that she sets up the program for you. And then there are videos that help you with whatever exercise that she says that you are going to do. So trust me, she's got the whole package. But yes, I have been looking for kettlebells. And every time I lift one up, I can feel that thing on the middle and I'm like mm, I can yeah. see that that's going to be a problem so we're not going to go there all right so tell me I do want to talk to you about uh something I think I watched a video or something you were talking about it's about hip hinges is that what it's called a lot of us sit a lot for work and I've actually been doing it when I get my break at school. I mean, I'm walking all day and I've been doing it because I'm trying to remember what you said to me about it. So I had been doing the little hip hinges. I've actually also been doing the one by the wall. I stand on the wall and I do the shoulder. So do you show us exercises 
that we can do like during the day if we lead a busy lifestyle and you know we don't have time to go to the gym and all of that yeah yeah i get that so sometimes i'll call it stack sized workouts like maybe you don't have time for like a three-course meal of a workout. And that's okay. You could have a little snack here and a little snack there. And at the end of the day, you've had quite a bit of, you know, exercise in there. Um, Yeah. And so the reason I like the hip hinging and all the kind of glute work, the backside of the hips is because a lot of people do spend a lot of time sitting. Your glutes are getting squished up, you know, the backside of your hips and they don't have a lot to do. So they just turn off. So they have a term for that these days. They call it gluteal amnesia or dead butt syndrome. It's a real thing. You can Google it. <laughs> to combat this dead butt syndrome, hip hinges are great because you can kind of send your tailbone back and it'll open up your whole tailbone backside area to stretch it out a little bit. And then you can fire it up because the, the glute's job is to extend the hips, bring your hips forward so that your thighs and your belly are open as opposed to coming together. So that's part of the glute's job. So we get the glutes fired up doing their job. Plus, when you stretch back, it'll open all the smooshed up, compressed areas back there by your tailbone, and then it'll work. So it stretches and it works just to get some blood flowing, um, Make sure the muscles remember, yeah, oh, I do have a job to do. I'm not going to just completely turn off. So that helps to combat the effects of sitting. All right. So we need to prevent the dead butt syndrome. <laughs> All right. How important, and, and I don't know if the right question is how important, because I do know it's important, but what part does nutrition play in our health journey in building muscles and getting stronger? Yeah, yeah, it is. It goes it goes hand in hand with movement. In fact, if you really have a focus on weight loss, the nutrition is kind of the more important component of that. Some people think, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym for an hour and just run as fast as I can, burn as many calories to kind of work off whatever junk food you ate, <laughs> you had, whatever it was. So they're thinking they can kind of work it off. But there's a saying that you can't out-train a bad diet. Your diet is going to trump your workout in terms of weight loss. So if that is a main issue that you're addressing these days, weight loss, the diet really has to be dialed in. So um, can't keep doing what you've been doing, expecting a different result, as they say. <laughs> you need to dial that in. And a lot of things people don't even realize, like, how much are you eating? So one thing you could do is just track. And they have apps for that. The app I use has um, a, a spot where you can record what you're doing or you can get something free. The MyFitnessPal, a lot of people use that. There's a free version of it. So you just log like, for breakfast, I had a cup of oatmeal with a teaspoon of brown sugar and five strawberries. And you, you log all that. And then for lunch, I had like a, a chicken breast and some white rice. For dinner, I had da-da-da-da-da. You record every single thing. If you have a latte with a tablespoon of milk or, you know, whatever, then you record that too, like every single thing. Um, and then at the end of the day, it'll give you your total. How many total calories have, did you have? And then it'll break it up into the macros, fat, protein, and carbs. And you can get an idea of not only how many total calories, but making sure that your diet is well-rounded, basically. And a lot of times people don't get enough protein. Like you'll feel like there and be like, wow, I have like 
90% of my diet is carbs, <laughs> barely any protein. Just be aware of what you're eating, keep track, and then we can go from there. Once you know, like, then we can start to make little tweaks to it and figure out what works for you. All right. Whoa. Okay. You're, you're, you're preaching here to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I did start honing down my carbs. I did start that. But uh, yeah. To change your body composition. And that's slightly different than weight loss. So body changing your body composition means you're going to release the fat. Some people like that because if you lose something, you're trying to find it again. It's just gone and we don't want it back. <laughs> you're trying to build muscle. So it tones things up. You want to build a little bit of muscle also if you're changing your body composition and your body needs that protein in order to build that muscle. So it's important. And plus the, the protein helps you feel full longer. So you you don't get that hangry feeling you can get if you're just cutting back on calories. Okay. All right. Let me tell you guys, she's the full package. What do you think are common mistakes or misconceptions about getting a personal trainer or you know, going to the gym, that kind of thing. You know, like I had mentioned a little bit earlier about this idea that fitness should look a certain way and certain people are the type that go to the gym. I'm not, I'm not a gym person. Yeah, I hear that sometimes. Well, I'm not a gym person. You don't have to be a gym person just to move around. And there's no one way of moving or exercising that is the thing you should do. I think that you should do whatever is good for you, wherever you're at, as long as it's moving that needle the way you want to go. So maybe it looks like writing for one person. Maybe it looks like entering a competition for you're going to lift the barbell, the heaviest barbell. Maybe that looks like that for somebody else. So find something that you enjoy that meets you where you're at. There's no should. So don't, well, I can't do that. Or it should look this way. Or I should look this way before I do it. You don't have to have the shoulds or worry about what's going to happen if you go to the gym, if you don't fit in. You should find something that you enjoy that you're going to stick with. Sometimes people think, well, I should do running because that's what people do. And maybe that's not something you enjoy. That's okay. Don't worry about any shoulds or I used to do this. Now it doesn't work. That's okay. Meet yourself where you're at. Different diets work for different people. Some people like to have a higher fat content that works well for them. Some people like to have higher protein or whatever. And some people just feel awful if they super cut back on carbs. And that's just the way you are. You can try different things out. Different things work for different people. And don't get too hung up on, well, the keto diet didn't work for me. So <laughs> I guess there's nothing I can do. The doctor is kind of feed into that mentality, which I think is a mistake. This idea that, well, you're a certain age, so you might as well just accept that's the way it is. There's a difference between just kind of accepting and just kind of sitting back and not doing anything and just saying, well, okay, it doesn't look like it used to, but there's still something I can do. So there's no one right answer and we can always get better. I love that. I love that you say that there's no one answer because I remember when I saw this keto thing going around and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. And then somebody goes, no, keto's not good. And then even in keto, there are different aspects of it. Some say, eat a lot of fat, eat bacon, eat this, eat that. And then another one goes, no, your cholesterol. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, uh, and that's why people, you get the best who can help you get to where you need to get to. 
All right, Cynthia, we're going to end right here, but we got to advertise first. And then what last thing do you have for us? Shaden, thank you so much. Um, I do have a class that meets virtually. I call it the Body Reset class. It's great if you are somebody who goes to the gym regularly and you're like, I'm going to stretch. And then you find that you never do. It's just to help make sure we do all those body hygiene movements that you think, oh, I'll do it. But then you never tend to actually do it. And we get together, we work on that, you know, as a group just to get it done. It's great to recover from your hard workouts or if you're just starting out and you're like, I have no idea. I just know that my middle is is not all like it should. I have the dead butt syndrome. What do I do? <laughs> it's great to kind of get all those muscles firing up. There is a cost. You can try it out for free just to kind of know what it's like, but it's very low cost and it's very good to help a bunch of different things that can happen. So that's great if you wanted to just kind of try that out and get an idea of the way I train and coach. That kind of thing is a great way to get started. So you can reach out. Let me know you're interested in the body reset class. And as far as kind of final thoughts, what I try to tell people is this idea that if something is bothering you, if you're unhappy about something, you can always do something about it. You could always change up your diet a little bit. You could always walk a little bit. You could always just take that next step into a different way of exercising. Try a different thing. There's always something that you can do if you just are open to it and you know, sometimes you don't even know what you need. If you need to talk to somebody about it, I'm happy to. I do talk to people just for free, just to kind of give a conversation to you. So I'm happy to chat. You can always talk to somebody, get a little bit of outside the box thinking to help you to get started, but just do something. You can always do something. All right. I'm going to talk to my ladies. You know, the ones we've gotten to that age. <laughs> or we sit a lot. It could be a young person because a lot of people are doing a lot of things by technology right now. So we're sitting a lot. Uh, yesterday, I heard about, I don't know what it's called, but it's something about headphones. It's changing the shape of people's head. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Gamers who have the headphones causing indentations in their head. So anyway. We want to avoid that dead butt syndrome. And I love this. Not wanting to try to lose weight or lose the fat. I want to release the fat. <laughs> or if you want to build muscle, Cynthia is your girl. Thank you very much for joining me, Cynthia. And listeners, thank you very much for joining me on Every Day I Grow. I'll see you again soon. Have a great day. Every day, 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 every day,